ESPN 1420, KPEL Lafayette. ESPN 1033, K277DQ Lafayette. A Town Square media station. ESPN Lafayette. ESPNLafayette.com and the ESPN Lafayette app. Great Scott! The Great Scott Show. And as they head into the final furlong, all of the other radio stations and radio hosts are left in the wake of a keen turn of speed by the Great Scott Show, the champion! With Scott Prather. Steal the show. Welcome in to the Grace Scott Show. I am Scott Prather. Jay Walker will be in here uh, momentarily. He, he, he arrives right when I come back on the air and he texts, I'm here. Well, I can't get up and like, go open the door. Let me text someone to let him in. Uh, before Jay sits down with me, let's take a quick phone call. Good morning. Welcome into the show. Hey, Scott. Good morning. And and welcome back. Thank you, thank you. What's going on, Mitch? Hey, nothing much. I heard of Coach uh, Desimo, and I want to just make a couple comments. First of all, Mike Mike is doing a good job so far because so far is where he's come so far since he's been hired to do what he's done up to this point. And I guess I would say. He needs to continue in that direction. That said, you know, some people have reasons to look backwards and look at, I guess I would call it history. And for example, Tim Leger has now been named Mike's O-coordinator. And Matt Viator is possibly holding some other position on that staff as well. And some people say, Friendships do that. Friendships take care of friendships, and they give each other jobs. But when you have the responsibility of continued success at a program, you have to be careful, and you have to make sure that business is business, Mm -hmm. and friendships are friendships. Right. And I'm sure that Mike has taken close consideration in all the decisions he's made Mm -hmm. in bringing in and giving position titles to each person thus far. Well, Mike, Coach Mitchell going to tell you this. You are the leader, and the leader leads, and everybody else follows. And don't let no coaches go dancing their own direction because that's how your program will get off track. Your train, your track, your engine in your hand, do not let no assistant coaches dictate, direct this program. You're the leader. The fans, the base is counting on you. We will hold you accountable. Right, and, Mike, coach. I know that you are going to do a good job. Stick to your morals. Stick to that stick mm-hmm. to itness. And, Mike, something old coach once told me, coach from within your soul. Everything you need about coaching is in your soul, mm-hmm. inside of you. Yep. Coach from in there. There you go. And watch. Nobody will deter you from going left to right. Stick to it, brother. We got your back. Don't let nobody, uh-huh. I don't care who they All are, right. friends, experience. Got don't you, let coach. them change you. Because yep. they'll railroad mm-hmm. the program. You Thank you. It. All right. Yeah. Thank you, uh, Coach Mitch. Jay Walker is in studio. Good morning. What's going on? Well, I, you know, I walked in in the middle of that, but I, I, I'm just here to tell you this. I'm not worried about Mike or his assistant coaches, okay? His assistant coaches that he's put together. The thing that I love about this staff is there are guys on there that have skins on the wall at this university. You know, you got a guy like Lamar Morgan mm-hmm. who came and he put on the red and white and he played here, graduated from here, and... 
you and I know this from dealing with Troy Wingerter for as long as we have. And, 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 of course, the same is true of Mike. When you're at your alma mater, it becomes personal. And he has brought in a couple of folks that's going to make this personal and is going to educate the young men who come into this program about why it's personal. So the, the, the staff he's put together is great. He, coach Mitch doesn't have to worry about his assistant coaches, okay? The, he, he's done a great kind job putting this staff together. Um, yeah, I asked him about it last hour. Uh, I, I pointed out that, you know, when you're putting together a coaching staff as a head coach, anywhere, any program, there's going to be familiarity. Maybe not every single person you hire you will have already known, but I guarantee you there will be some, no matter where that is. Sure. Um, and when it comes to Coach Dez, he's an alum, and he's only coached there, and he played there. So the familiarity gets ramped up even more because it's both coaches and the school that, you know, is his alma mater. So when he, I said, when you call a guy like a Lamar Morgan, who's coached at UL and coached in the SEC and, and learned a lot and played with, you know, Mike years ago, I said, how much of that decision is personal? How much of it is business? And he said, 50-50, you know, he said. And that's that's maybe more than maybe not as much as what some people would think, but it actually is a lot because, you know, he's, and, and then I said, well, what's a phone call like when you call a George Munoz? And he went through like the details and he said, honestly, yes, business is part of the phone call, but it's usually the last thing that even gets brought up because you can gauge their interest. And when you, you know, right when you first start talking to them um, and for those guys having that personal history here, it, 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 it makes it a little unique. You know, It does make it a little unique, but I'm going to t- I, I, I'll tell you this. Um, do you think when Billy Napier put together his first staff, do you think he hired a bunch of strangers? There was only there was there was about three guys that he didn't know before he first interviewed them. But he knew about them. He knew enough about them. Sure, or or someone on the staff knew right. about them. Correct. And I Correct. only know that because I asked him once. Um, and uh, yeah. He, yes. Yeah, there was yeah, another person on the staff that knew the what person is, that he had. What does Billy Napier's staff and Mike Desermo's staff have in common? I don't know. Okay. Tell me. They both have experience recruiting Louisiana and Texas. And if you, if you remember when Billy put together his first staff, he talked about it with every person that he hired. That they all had experience recruiting in this state and in the neighboring state to our west. Same is true with Mike's staff. They've recruited Louisiana and Texas. That is, you know, how many times do we have to say recruiting is the lifeblood of your program? And relationships with coaches in those two states will pay dividends. And... So that's why I'm 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 very high on Mike's staff because they've got that in common with Billy's staff. And honestly, I think it's the most important thing when you start putting a staff together. Because if you can't get players, you're not going to win. Another thing you brought up, you said when you have that conversation, a big part of it is recruiting base. Where are you where are you going to recruit? That's usually what they want to talk about. Uh-huh. And he said it was always something that was interested, you know, of interest to him. Uh, And a big part of what he did. So, yeah, to your point. All right, phone lines are lit up. I'm Scott. That's Jay. This is the Great Scott Show on ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. Let's head back to the phone lines. Good morning. Scott. Yes. Good morning. It's been a while, man. uh, It's Alex. My condolences. I haven't talked to you in a while, but uh, to you and your family, he was a great man. Uh, So I'm sorry to hear the news, but uh, we've been praying for you all. Thank you. I appreciate it. What's on your mind, buddy? Absolutely. You know, I, I don't mean this as a barn burner at all, so I, I don't want to be taken the wrong way, but something that stu- stood out to me since this whole NIL thing has come up for us, um, <clears throat> what what has popped out to me is it seems like since we are kind of, you know, we had, what, seven now, I think, that are that are in the, uh, the draft portal, it seems like the attention should be more on what are we going to do to strengthen our, whether it be our conference, our competition, some kind of our rapport in one way. Um, because I guess what, what if we can peak, this is our best season we've ever had, 
We have the highest rank that we've ever had, but the best that we can ever do unless another team doesn't fill out their bowls is a New Orleans Bowl. That's a really hard thing to sell to other or go like Cincinnati and have two undefeated or three undefeated and possibly have a chance at the playoffs uh, for the national championship, which is, you know, of course, as it is. Um, I think that's that should be in the forefront of our administration's mind, you know, because how else do you entice you know, big star players are just, you know, big star recruits to come to our, our, our college and play for our team if the best that we can do is max out at New Orleans Bowl, which is, of course, I guess, arguably the best bowl that we have for our, our conference. You know, I, I think that. Well, yeah, we, we, I, I hear you, Alex. No, no, we'll, 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 yeah, we'll, Alex, we'll, we, we, we'll agree on that, but you got to understand something. This is not an administration issue. Sure. It is it is uh, it is a conference issue now. Right, right. With with Conference USA losing as many teams as they have, <laughs> they're going to lose some of their bowl tie-ins and and the Sun Belt is going to pick up some more bowl tie-ins. Now it's the commissioner's job to go ahead and negotiate those things and try to find some better bowls for this conference, but that's not a UL administration issue. Now, I I also think that what you're going to sell to your recruits are the same thing that Billy Napier was selling to his recruits. Our plan is to be the best G5 team in America and play in a New Year's Six Bowl. Now, that is an attainable goal, regardless of what your bowl tie-ins are. Now, you've got to have an excellent season, probably an undefeated season, but... But that nugget is still there. That hasn't changed at all. And it's worth noting that, that, you know, some G5 teams that finished ahead of them at the end of the regular season are leaving their group of five conference. They're yeah. going to the Big 12. Yep. So, so, that, so that nugget's there. So yeah. I, 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 I don't think we've hurt ourselves because I, as far as bowl tie-ins are concerned, you're probably correct. But there's bigger fish to fry there. And bigger things to talk about. And that hasn't changed because I can guarantee you that in the last recruiting class, what what was talked about was being the best G5 team in the country. And they can still do that. Absolutely. Yeah, I just it's just one of those. I mean, you know, just looking at, you know, LSU took two of our, our, you know, starters you know, and just trying to have some kind of whether it be strength in the conference by pulling in, a, you know, a higher profile team, you know, using things like our softball, who are highly competitive, uh, in addition to football, who, who's now growing, you know, just having some way that we can legitimize this conference. Well, look, they've look, just look, done that. Yeah, they've just done that. Right. Okay. You're not going to get Oklahoma State to join the Sun Belt. Okay. That's sure. not happening. It's it's a, it's a process. All I would tell you is look at where the conference was. Right, ten years ago, fifteen years, years ago. ago. Look at where UL was, right. you right. know, eleven, twelve years ago. So it's a process, and some conferences have trended down in the last dozen years, and the Sun Belt isn't one of them. So yeah, it, it's not like you snap your fingers and make it happen. But uh, but Alex, I appreciate the call, man. We're gonna get to some other ones. Have a great day. All right, I appreciate it. TV money with bowls is a huge part of everything, too. Sure. I mean, it's. You know, it's here's here's something that's interesting because there's, you know, you hear some of these things all the time. I've got too many bowl games. I've got too many bowl games. What, do you not like watching football? You know who doesn't think we have too many bowl games? The networks. Because people are watching them. They are. And so, as a matter of fact, I won't be surprised if you see more bowl games added. Oh, well, now they're puddling many... Mediocre teams. So what? Well, there's not a lot of people in the stands. Are people watching? Are people TV? watching? Because yeah. every one of those are on TV. I don't remember what bowl game it was, but it was it was it featured group of five. It was on the same night that Steph Curry broke the all time three point record at Madison Square Garden, and the bowl game drew a bigger rating. Yep. So I, you know, it's, people are watching. Like even if you don't like it or you might not watch, the it's it's ticket sales are one thing. When the ratings start dwindling and no one is watching college football, which I don't know if that's ever going to happen, then you will see less bowl games. But until then, you're like Jay said, you're, you might only see more. I mean, hell, they 
ESPN just created a bowl game out of thin air this past year. It was these, oh, we got enough eligible. Let's make a bowl game. Here you go. Put these teams in it. It's 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 here. It's it ain't going anywhere. No, you could say no, every isn't. year there's too many bowl games. Well, you're going to be saying it every single year. You are, and and my response is going to be look at the TV ratings. Um, and, and 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 look. You might say, well, Scott, didn't you say that the playoff has deteriorated the, the, the bowls? Yeah, I did. And I said particularly some of the bigger select six bowls and New Year's bowls for some of the P5 programs whenever the entire season is marketed as are you in or are you out. And when you add more teams to that playoff, it will hurt. But those are – I'm talking more about those bowl games in terms of like – the big atmosphere feel of them, but people are watching, when, people are gambling, and, and when, that's when did you when around. did you ever think the Rose Bowl would be an afterthought? It still drew a massive rating. It drew a massive rating. That's absolutely right. But what were the pundits talking about? Were they talking about the Rose Bowl? Who's in? Who's, who's out? Who's in? Who's out? I mean, it's and even after that was decided, it was. Okay, let's talk about the college football playoff, and let's talk about the college football playoff, and let's talk about the college football playoff, and nobody ever talks about the Rose Bowl. The Rose Bowl. The granddaddy of them all. And, and, and I disagree. You know, there's this, oh, wow, they had the, the, the championship game in Indianapolis. Isn't it great that they're moving it around? Yes and no. Because where the national championship game should be every year is Pasadena. I'm sorry. It should be at the Rose Bowl. It's still the granddaddy of them all, okay? I like when New Orleans hosts. That's just me. Well, I, I do too. I like when New Orleans hosts. I, I do too, but I'm taking my personal feelings Boy, out that, of this. That, the, the Lucas Oil Center, it looks, it looks like a giant grocery store from the outside. You know, I... I it looks... I, 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 I made the comment, you know, when they were showing the, you know, from the blimp or the whatever. The outside of it. Yeah, yeah, it was like, that's... That's an odd-shaped building to me. It, okay, it's like it, it might as well be like a a Bass Pro Shop or something. You, like, wait, you, that's, yeah. It, it, you fly over the dome, you're like, there's a game going on in there. You fly over Lucas Oil Stadium, you're like, man, they are selling some rods and reels in there right now. I I, I think that the reason for it is we in our heads think stadiums are round. That's right, and that one's not. That's right. Even like the Vikings' new dome is kind of it's it's it it looks cool it, like. It's not like the old Metrodome. It's not. It's not like a bubble, but that still looks cool. Lucas Oil Stadium, very nice on the inside. I'm just saying it. Yeah. Just look, it looks kind of funky. That's sure. all on the outside. Funky. All right, let's take another uh, phone call. Good morning. Welcome into the show. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I'm to the point right now with college football overall, not UL, not anybody. I'm with college football. I'm disgusted. I don't see this with all this NIL and this transfer portal. Basically, I don't see college football going but one direction. And I don't. And I know that it somehow it's going to survive. Quote, it'll quote survive. But this, you have no. There is no fairness. There is no. There is no shred, or even uh, what's the word I'm looking for. There's no even hint of fairness. There's with what's going on right now. You have a situation where the haves are going to have everything, and the have-nots are going to have nothing, and. I don't know how in the world they you can you can pretend to even have a situation where oh we're going to pick it we, we're going to pick a champion based on one thing how much money you have it doesn't matter you know I'm hearing somebody talk about how Michael needs to do his job and I'm hearing somebody talk about this and I'm hearing about this bowl and I'm hearing somebody talk it doesn't matter anymore the only thing that matters is how big your war chest is because you get to buy all the players, you get to buy all the officials, you get to buy the networks, you get to have it all, or you have nothing. And I don't see it. it, it I see a smaller and smaller and smaller group of, of, of schools 
being, quote, the elite and everybody else almost being like junior college. How is that any different than how it's been the last it, because several you decades? You had at least, you had an NCAA, which was supposedly making everybody have, okay, you only have this many scholarships. Everybody, nobody's supposed to get paid. Everybody's supposed to be evenly matched. If 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 you're if you're saying in terms of what matters most is the is what you have in the war chest, then I would imagine it comes down to winning it all. I mean, how many different national champions have you had in college football over the and, last forty years? And I'll step and, and I'll go one step farther. Not many. Understand if you look at who, who who's got the athletic budgets. Um, I don't remember Texas or Texas A and M playing for the college football national championship since we went to the four-team race. They've got the two biggest war chests. And, and you know what? That just shows you how incompetently those schools are run. But does anybody care? They don't care. They're still going to give them credit. They're still going to be a preseason going into the next year or coming out of this year. They're going to still be two top five or top ten football teams. And how is that any different than it was prior to the NIL? I mean, you could say the same thing you just said five years ago. In fact, people were saying the same thing five years ago, 15 years ago. No, you're making me feel better. I want you all to know you're making me feel better. Good. Ever since (laughs) UL has won their bowl game and being, you know, they were obviously one of the top teams in the country. What's happened with every single thing since then, including the polls, has just done nothing except piss me off because there's no way – that UL should have stayed at number 16. They should have moved up in the polls. And you have the pollsters who are still coming along. After Kyle, 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 man, uh, you just, I, I don't know if you're at work right now, but at some point today, man, just drink, have a strong drink and just relax. Just, just relax. It'll just be okay. What I'm, what I'm saying is how, how can after all of this, UL do what they accomplish and then have the pollsters turn around and slap them in the face after everything they've done? It's not like you didn't do it. You did. You did the body of work. Okay. You know, you know when I'm going to get angry, you know, when I'm going to get angry, I'll get angry when there's no doubt in my mind that the Cajuns are the best group of five team and they don't get a new year's six bid. Then I'm going to get angry. Honestly, I realize polls are for the fans. I couldn't care less. I don't care where they're ranked. I don't care. But here's the thing. You've got them kicking us in the the nads while at the same time they're using so many double standards. My nads are fine. I don't feel kicked. Yeah, but but here's the – but, Jay, Wake Forest got five – they jumped five spots. I don't care. In a bowl game. I don't care. We got – we got – we got – It means uh, nothing. Yeah, Don't does. sweat it, it, the it, small it, it, stuff. It disheartens your fan base. It disheartens your fan base. Okay? It, it, you know, it, and, I, and I agree. Polls are for the fans to moan and bitch about. I get it. But in the grand scheme of things, in the big picture, it doesn't really matter. Oh, not, you know, well, it, it, you got to have Thank something you, Kyle. Hang I, I'm, glad I'm glad we made you feel better, you man. I'm glad we made you, you feel better. You have to have something to hang your hat on when you recruit. Here's what bothers me. They got we plenty to hang their hat on. Plenty. plenty. Right, make, your, make your last point, Kyle. I'll let you make your last point. That are being stolen, but we're not any good. We're not any good. We're not one of the top teams in the country. A, part of our, a big chunk of our team is going to the draft. Another huge chunk is being stolen from us in the transfer portal because of NIL, but we're not any good. I don't know. I think if you're ranked 16th in the country, you're pretty damn good. That's just my thought. Kyle, appreciate it, man. The NIL. I'm not suggesting that the NIL is not having a major no, impact. No, it, it, and it it's is. going to have a bigger impact. Especially on the transfer portal. And, and Kyle, to an extent, is correct. The The gap between the P5s and the G5s will widen. Now, the gap between the P5s and the P5s, I don't think will. And the gap between the P5s and the G5s has always been there. It's why there's a P5 and a G5. that's correct. And the idea that it was ever going to change, like, 
even before the NIL, I would tell you that that gap was getting wider each year. Mm -hmm. And and at the same time, if you are a G5, you can be nationally ranked. You can be one of the better teams in the country. And, you know, Cincinnati was, was one extreme exception. But at some point, a G5, when they expand the playoff, will be in the playoff every year. Mm-hmm. Just be the best of what you have a chance to be the best at. And then let's rodeo. But let's let's not go act, play. Let's not act like it's been like this, like, parody in college football over the last 40 years. I mean, you... There's, it's not like there's like the Georgia hadn't won one in 41 years, which was crazy, but they've won one before. Like when was the last time you had a first time national champion? It was Steve Spurrier as the head coach of the Florida Gators. That was a long time ago. That's the last time you had a program win a national championship in football for the first time. Every other, every time after that has been a program that's already at least won one. So it's, it's not as if there's this new blood in and out all the time, and a big part of it is money. It was athletic budgets. and NIL, a big part of it is still going to be money. So the gap's a little wider, but, like, my my only question would be, if you're so disheartened, why weren't you disheartened before? Like, yeah. That's all, that's all I'm you saying. Know, and, 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 look, I, I don't want to downplay the rankings thing. I mean, I, and I did, and I apologize for that. I think, you they know. They should have been ranked higher than 60. Sure they should, should have. Should have been ranked higher than 60. But, but I don't think... That at the end of the day, um, well, coach, I would go play for you, but you were only ranked 16th. I I don't think that's going to happen. And because of that, unless you're in the top 10, which I don't think the Cajuns would have been or should have been, then I don't think it matters. If you're on that list at the end of the year, you got something to recruit to. And I don't think 16 versus 14 versus 12 really means all that much, except to our egos. Because we want to be able to say, ha, 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 to other people, we're ranked such and such. And, and that's part of it. That's, that's why I say polls are for the fans. Uh, At I, the I, end of the day, they don't mean that much. Yeah, but I'll say this, Jay. I think when you're a program that's that's like trying to do something unprecedented you're trying to have your highest ranking ever like i i do think there's more there than if you're a program that's pretty much in the top 25 every year like if you ask right if you ask um an oregon fan where their team finished ranked every year of the college football poll over the last 20 years i bet you with respect to their fan and this is i'm just pulling oregon out of a hat I bet you they could not tell you every single final ranking. They couldn't unless they were like the most hardcore of hardcore fans without looking it up off the top of their head because they're like consistently there. I think in the case of like a UL when it's something that you're trying to to basically set a new precedent, I do think it it, it becomes more of a memorable thing and a more of an important thing. And, and, and maybe I, one day if they, you know, stay really good and relevant for a long time, it won't be anymore. It's, oh, well, they're in the top 25. Well, yeah, that's... That's, that's where they belong. That's, that's where, where they always They're belong. there every year. Right. right. And, that, and, of course, that's the goal. Now, you know, I, I, I'm going to say this. It, it was, as far as the portal and the NIL and, 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 and people leaving, and, and the one thing that has infuriated me are the people who, well, I thought they liked Desimo. Now they're all leaving. You know, if you're that stupid, don't post on social media. And if you're the administrator of something, don't let those people post on social media. You know, there's a reason why I don't follow KATC and KLFY's Facebook page. Because they appeal to the lowest common denominator of human life. You're talking about the comment section? Yes. And so, you know, look, I'm sorry. You've got a situation where... You've recruited some very good players. And those very good players have helped you win football games. Now they see something, whether it's, I think I can play at a bigger school, or, man, there are opportunities financially here for me if I go to school XYZ. I don't like it. I, I wish that we weren't making it so easy. 
But it is what it is. And so my, my attitude toward the players is this. Thank you for the contributions that you've made to make us a really good football team. Good luck to you. Now, does that mean I'm going to root for that kid every week now that he's no longer here? Maybe not. But I got to stop before I, oh, well, that kid, uh-uh. I got to stop and say, hey, look, you helped us win. I appreciate that. Yeah, it, it, I think the portal, in theory, is a good thing. Um, I don't like I don't like the one-time transfer rule. It, it, if you're going to do the NIL, if these kids are going to go somewhere and make a lot of money, fine. Let, let, let them do it a year after they transfer. I think, but I think the, the money thing is like, you know, I was talking to Des about it. Like, it's, it's so early in the process. Like, what's legit, what's not? Who knows? The average, the average amount of, of profit made from NIL for a D1 FBS football player right now is $1,200 a year. Right, you see the big ones in the headlines a lot more, but it is it is it life changing money? For the majority, it's not. Maybe that's different in a few years from now. But you know, Lano emailed the show. He said he thinks part of it is you know kids go home for the holiday and maybe they get bad advice and they come back and they're like, man, I saw these people getting these deals or leaving. I want to leave now. But like every school's dealing with the portal guys there's 3500 people in it alabama just played for a national title they got more kids in the portal than ul does like it's it it's not going anywhere i don't think they're going to alter it jay and i know that disappoints you like i no, think no i no I'm, I'm, i think it know, just i think it's telling it's, you what i'd like to see it's I'm in the early it's in the early it's the first time you've had the portal and the nil sort of meet head to head so mm-hmm. All of these schools, like what we're saying about it now, it might be totally different five years from now. Um, but there's, eh, get used to it. That's all I'll say. Yeah. I mean, it is what it is. And you're going to see this happen. Well, and as as you've written and as I've said, in all classifications, there are over 3,000 players in the portal. So we got, what, six, seven, whatever it is? I think you are six. Okay. All right. Now, are we going to miss these guys as far as their ability is concerned? Sure. But guess what? This program wasn't built solely on who the starter is. Because this football team's got depth. And we're going to have players that have played a lot of football that now are going to play even more football. That's not necessarily a bad thing. Now, you've got to recruit a little bit for need. I get that. But your program's not going to go to hell just because a half dozen kids entered the portal. I'm sorry. And not going to happen. They're, they're getting back to the G5P5 thing, you know. The reason for transferring is going to be different, right? If you're, if, for each kid. But if we're going to say, like like for a G5 kid, it might be, like you said, an opportunity to make more money or it might be an opportunity to increase their profile because of where they're going. For a P5 kid, it might be, look, I just want to go somewhere because I want to play more. Or I I just, it's not a good fit geographically. I don't like the, it's it's going to be different at different programs, but it's also going to be different for every single player. Absolutely. And you can kind of try to lump them all together for their reasons. And that's that's not fair. But what did we say? Was it last week we were talking? And I, I said, you know, it reminds me of kind of the NBA draft in a way in that you have so many players every year declare for the draft. 60 players get drafted, and only 30 of them have guaranteed contracts. But you have so many more that could have stayed in school, could have done this. Some kids in that transfer portal are not going to get the offers they want. By the time they realize it was a mistake, they're going to go back, and this team's going to be, sorry, you, you took too long, we filled your spot, and... That that's going to happen. It's also going to be kids go in the portal and it works out great for them. You know, that's got, the reality of it. Got a text message says, does it matter if you finish the season ranked 13th or 8th? I do. I do too. I do too. And I think I addressed that. There's a difference be, between saying, look, you're going to rank team, blah, blah. And there's a difference between that and the top 10. So, yes, I think there is a difference if you're between 13th and 8th. And if that's what we were talking about, 
then I would feel differently. But we're not. We're talking about 16th versus 14th and 13th. In that regard, I don't think it really matters. Now, as far as the transfer portal and NIL, it'll ruin high school baseball, basketball, soccer, spring sports, because those kids will early enroll in order to get paid. It will affect high school sports. That I have a problem with. Well, I'll tell you what. You might be right. But let's make sure you're right before we before we address it. You know, I, I've I've heard the sky is falling a lot in my career. The sky doesn't always fall. So let's wait and see what happens with it, and then we'll talk about it. We gotta take a quick two minute timeout. Just need to unwind a little bit. Maybe not do something terrible, just Get everybody in a better mood. Oh, I got just the everybody thing. Everybody seems high strung. I, I, got, I got just the thing. We'll be right back for a Wonderland Wednesday on ESPN Lafayette. The, best. the biggest names in sports are talking to you every day on the Rich Eisen Show with me, Rich Eisen. I know! Every weekday from noon to 3 right here on ESPN Lafayette, ESPNLafayette.com, and the ESPN Lafayette app. You, my friend. I'm glad I did this test on you, the friendship test. What? You got the best seat in the house. ESPN Lafayette, ESPNLafayette.com, and the ESPN Lafayette app. Welcome back into the Great Scott Show. I'm Scott, that's Jay. It's time for a Wonderland Wednesday. Take it away, Jay. What we do instead of Terrible Tune Tuesday, we play a song that was uh, by a group that was a one-hit wonder, and it's good stuff, all of it. Do you have any idea who who these guys are? None. Godly and Krem. No idea. Um, they were both members of 10CC. Okay. And then when the group broke up, they got together. Uh, they have uh, done a lot of video production and stuff, but they were together as a duo for a few years. And uh, this was the one-hit record that they had. And can I tell you that I love this song? You just did. I love this song. Godly and Creme. Looks like Cream, C-R-E-M-E. Godly and Creme. This is called Cry on Wonderland Wednesday.
Yeah, I'm I'm, uh, I'm glad you like that one, Jay. You didn't like it? No. Okay. Well, that's all <laughs> Not right. A fan. It's okay. There, you know, I've accused you of having all your taste in your mouth and nowhere else before. Hey, I will say. I mean, you uh, played David and David on Terrible Tune <laughs> Tuesday, so you lost me that day. It was bad. Passenger too. I might lose you today because I did. I did cheat a little. Oh. This is more of like a one-hit album wonder. Okay. So the group had a few hits, but they all came off the same album, and they all kind of just went away. Now, there was one hit that I feel has stood the test of time. But you are cheating. This was a number one hit. They had, they had other hits off the album that weren't number one. They had like three hits on an album, and then they went Are they away. top 20? Um, maybe. I don't know. Okay, well, you know, I don't know. you're cheating. They weren't number one. You know, you can't look. There's, you know, thousands of one-hit wonders, and you're picking one that's not. Because I love the song so much, I just really want to play it. Okay. And right. I want uh-huh. people to get moving on a Wednesday morning. Everyone is, you know, everyone's down. I'm trying to, I'm trying to pick people up. Okay. Dancing will make you happy. Move your, move your bossy, all right? Move your booty. Dance. This song was number one on the you're, billboard. You're not, not going to play a KC and the Sunshine Band song, are you? No. Okay. I don't. I'm okay. going, I'm going back right. to 1990. Okay. All right. Talking about CC and the Music Factory. Long after their heyday, they once performed at the Plaza. And everyone said, oh, yeah, that's the group that sang. And they named this song. They'd often call it Everybody Dance Now, which actually isn't the title of the song. This is a good song. Oh, this is a great song. It's a good song. Gonna make you sweat. Now, can you name the other two hits no. from that album? Okay. No, I can't even All tell right. you the name of that one because I, I think right. it's Everybody Dance Now. So you, if I hadn't have told you, you probably would have just assumed that this was indeed I a one-hit pro- wonder. I, I probably, you probably would have gotten away with it with me. Then I win. And all of you win because you get to hear it today. Gonna make you sweat on a Wonderland Wednesday. Let me try it again. Going to make you sweat on a Wonderland Wednesday. Everybody dance now. Everybody dance
floor is gonna make you sweat till you bleed. Is that dope enough? Indeed, I paid the price to control the dice. I'm more precise to the point I'm nice. The music takes control, your heart is so unfold. Your body is free and the whole. Dance so you can't dance, so you can't dance no more. Get on the floor and get raw. Dance, come back and upside down easy now. Let me see you move. Oh, yeah. Come on. Don't you feel better? Don't you feel more alive after hearing that? Oh, no. I'm getting text messages from people. that uh, Scott wins. Scott Everybody wins. Okay. Dance. Right. Scott cheated. Uh, Scott cheated. Uh, uh. I shouldn't have even told you. You would have had no idea. Still cheated. Hey. I got, I'm, I'm, you broke actually, the rules. No, I was being honest. It's only the third time was, we do it, you broke the rules. I was honest. I was honest. Let's be honest. We, we started breaking the rules on TTT early on. Oh, yes. We've gotten, right. we kind of gotten back to we got, you know, following the rules. But. And then and then we miss a few Tuesdays. Uh, you're taking off today with Cajun Hoops. Yes. 3-0 conference play. I just want to say I love Kentrell Garnett. I do, yeah. I, I, I was talking about this kid just after the, the opener about the walk-on, how he played defense. Just there's there was a, a, a sincerity about him. Mm-hmm. Seeing him get that scholarship, which he more than earned, was awesome. Seeing him in overtime against Arkansas State, Jay, like, he's the shortest guy on the court off of a missed free throw. He's getting the rebound. He's getting fouled. He's going to the other side of the court. He's sinking the free throws. In terms of, like, I guess, uh, you know, a lot of people are talking about Stetson Bennett, right, a former walk-on. Granted, it was football, but... The, the the big moment of starting, being comfortable, being at the line, taking the shot in the big moment, guarding, you know, the best perimeter player on the other team. There, nothing's big for this kid right now. Nothing's too big for him. And um, love seeing him earn that scholarship. He definitely earned it. And he is a big key to this team right now, which is off to an undefeated start in conference play. Well, you know, the, here's, the, here's the reality. of The scholarship became available. And... Bob Marlin recognized, and I, you know, I, I don't think that it took a genius, okay, recognized that this young man had earned the right to have a scholarship. Um, I love it when coaches do that. And I love it when they video. They, you know, the, Billy did that many times. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the teammates go crazy. And it was that way with Kentrell. I mean, they all mobbed him and, and yelling and screaming. And I, I, I like stuff like that. But he earned it. Um and and so I don't use the term that Coach Marlin gave him scholarship. I use the term Kentrell Garnett has earned a scholarship because he has. Cajuns are uh, 3-0 in conference play. They are hitting the road. And, you know, you got UT Arlington, who's, what, 3-1 in conference play mm-hmm. uh, tomorrow night. And then you got Texas State on Saturday. Uh, yes, in this season, at any point, a game could be called off. We saw that Saturday, unfortunately. Little right. Rock dealt with it. But uh, what's your what's your anticipation, expectation, and uh, just breaking down these U- two matchups? UTA's good. Um, they've got a guy, and there are there are a couple of guys in the league this year that we don't call them by their names because we can't. But they've got a guy, and his name is Keo Derichi Akabundu Ayogu. Mm-hmm. Um, he was on the team last year, and we just call him Keo. Kadarichi Akabunda Ayogu. No. You're he's not even close. Ni- no, he's you're from not Nigeria. Even close. Yeah, but you, you're not even close. I thought I nailed it. It's Keo Derichi, Akabundu, Ayogu. Ayogu. All right, I messed up the last part. Sorry. Okay. Ayogu. At any rate, Keo, um, not many offensive skills. I mean, if he scores, it's going to be a layup or a dunk. 
but a, a really good rim protector and shot blocker and rebounder. Got some length. Another kid named Javon Levi, who's a graduate student from uh, UT Rio Grande Valley, who's won the point guard job. He's done a great job for him. <laughs> Pardon me. But they're big guys, David Azor. He's six four guard, can really, really shoot it. And um, he was hurt last year. And uh, now he's healthy, and he is right now, I would say, um, we're still early in the season, but I'm going to say he's probably a contender for player of the year in the league. Tomorrow night, 6.30 pregame, 7 o'clock tip from Arlington. Jay Walker has the call from Learfield. That'll be on our sibling station, News Talk 96.5 KPL. We'll have the women for you here. I know Coach brought in his squad eager to play hoops after last week. They're ready to get back at it at the Cajun Dome. Talk more about that tomorrow. Talk NFL playoffs a good bit tomorrow. Appreciate Coach Desermo coming on with me in the 7 o'clock hour. Jay, thanks for coming in studio on Wednesday again this week. Safe travels, my friend. Thank you very much. We'll do it uh, on Tuesday next. Week. All right, I'll talk to you I'll guys. A terrible tune for you. I'll talk Be to you guys to, uh, tomorrow morning. Once again, once again, connected to 10CC. Jay's just bringing all of the connections of the music scene. But not this one. No. This one stands out on its own. That is correct. Dan Patrick's next. This is ESPN Lafayette. What up, guys? I'm here to tell you about the DraftKings Sportsbook that's coming to Louisiana. I'm not talking about the fantasy aspect of DraftKings, which is awesome. I'm talking about the actual sportsbook because it won't be long until you can bet on all your favorite sports from the comfort of your own home and to celebrate DraftKings Sportsbook is giving customers $100 in free bets when you sign up before they go live. That's right. DraftKings Sportsbook giving $100 in free bets just for signing up today. No deposit required. It's bringing their experience as a leader in daily fantasy sports to the sports betting world and have created one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, DraftKings Sportsbook. In the meantime, while they're preparing to launch the DraftKings Sportsbook in Louisiana, you can play right now for huge cash prizes with the DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code 1420 when you sign up. Because when you do, $100 in free bets to use on mobile sports betting in Louisiana as soon as it hits. That's code 1420 to get $100 in free bets instantly only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call one 877 stop Must be 21 or older. Louisiana only. Availability varies by parish. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for full terms and conditions.